This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. Welcome, welcome. Our first topic is Electronic Entertainment Expo. Expo. Mm-hmm. E3. Why don't I have Will take it away? What's the first game you're looking forward to seeing at E3? You want me to just say the first game, or you want me to say all the games I'm looking forward to? I'll just start with one. All we'll right, alternate. first game. We'll alternate. Fable 4. <laughs> I want Fable them to officially 4. announce that Playground Games is making that. I want to see a, maybe like a trailer, that story trailer, or at least show some cinematics. Um, I'm not expecting gameplay, um, but I want them to officially confirm that's coming, and a release date, fall 2020. Fall 2020, huh? That's mm-hmm. a little aggressive. That'd be uh, Xbox Two realm, though. I think it probably will be a next-gen title. It could be like Halo Infinite and Bridge the Gap. It might be a uh, cross-gen, but I'm not sure. I'm thinking it might be a launch title. What do you think the chances are that the next Xbox will be compatible with the current Xbox games? I think that if they don't do that, it, it would be a massive shot in the foot. And they're going to undersell worse than the Xbox One did. So maybe they'll have like a trade-up program and say, hey, one yeah. new Xbox, get $300 off for trading in an Xbox One S or $400 off yeah. for trading in an Xbox One X. Yeah, I'm And then they'll be... That's the only way to like, do it because PS5 already... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. The PS5 has already said that it's going to be backwards compatible with all PS4 games. Which means to me, in my PS4 Pro, I would imagine they'll have a trade-up program similar to what I'm talking about for the Xbox. If they don't, Sony, get on it. Yeah. They really, I mean, realistically, how are you going to get people to buy the next-gen consoles? Trade-up program. The average yep. Joe doesn't want to drop another $600 after they just bought an Xbox One X or PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. Which, by the yeah. way, I think Sony's not coming out till early 2021. That's my guess. Yeah, they said it wouldn't come out before August 2020, which basically means they're not going to come out that year. Probably not. Probably be 2021. That yeah. way they can have momentum build up through uh, through the holidays instead mm-hmm. of just, oh, we dropped it in August. Oh, buy it by Christmas. I mean, they could do that. They've launched in November before and done fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, Fable 4. Storyline, more like 2, more like 3, more like Fable 1. Or, like, its own I, thing. I'm hoping it's going to be a reboot. And I want it to be a combination of one and two. Where it has, like, the more of the feel of one, the more of the exploration stuff in two. What um, do you mean by the feel of one? I don't know. I felt more mystical and magical. And, I don't know, more, like, medieval times, I guess. Um, you mean, like, there weren't guns or... Yeah. Okay. And then, but I kind of, this is going to sound weird, but I kind of wanted to play a little bit like Breath of the Wild, where you can just basically go anywhere and do whatever you want in the game. Wasn't Fable 3 more like that? There's loading screens everywhere in that game. It's like every, yeah, I mean, yeah. So Fable 3 definitely had more open environments, but I I really did not like that game. So don't want to bring it up. You're right about the loading (laughs) screens, though. The loading screens are insane. And it wasn't necessary. Mm-mm. And the whole menu system in that game was god-awful. I hated going to the sanctuary and having to look <laughs> at the freaking mannequin to change my outfit. The, the three that you could actually get in the game. <laughs> um, I think I bought everything for that game. 
I yeah. did because I, I really liked it actually. Okay. Yeah. And uh, did you start with Fable three or did you? No, I okay. uh, I played like I said I played uh, the original Fable on uh, PC with friends copy. Okay. And yeah. then uh, I played uh, Fable two all the way through. And I really liked Fable two actually. Mm-hmm. I uh, finished that one and then I got Fable three on launch day and I loved it. Mm. Okay. Well, you can't. No, we can't all be perfect, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, right, uh, so, what's your number one game? Uh, number one game I'm looking forward to, and, and we already know it's coming out. We just don't know if there's going to be more information. Is uh, Persona Five: The Royal? I have not actually finished Persona Five. It's kind of my uh, dark, deep secret that I have not finished it because I finished almost all of the other ones. Um, so I'm like, do I finish Persona 5 now or do I wait till the Royal comes out and buy that and then do that? Because I played Persona 4 Golden before I played Persona 4. and So is Royal an expansion or a side game? or Here's what Atlas does with their release cycle. They launch uh, the base game and then like two or three years later, they release an enhanced version of the original game and they won't release it as DLC. <laughs> So you have to buy a whole nother $60 game two or three years later to get the full story, which I still don't understand why they do that. It'd be like if they launched launched Halo 3, and then they relaunched Halo 3 with more missions and called it Halo 3, the expansion, but it was another $60 game, and the only way to get it would be to buy the new version of Halo 3. Oh, so it's like Destiny. <laughs> uh, kind of, because you so, can buy those a la carte still. You can't yeah, buy the expansions to the Persona games without buying the whole game. Uh, yeah, that's a, that seems a little screwy. It is. <laughs> but they redid the whole but engine a, again. Apparently you're still doing it. <laughs> you're you their one customer. That's why they keep doing it. No, I'm not. There's tons <laughs> of customers. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm most looking forward to hearing more about Persona 5 The Royal because I'm very interested in that. Okay. So what do you got next, Will? Halo Infinite. Am I even surprised? No, you shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) So I really hope that there's actually a gameplay trailer and, again, a release date for that game. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Sergeant Johnson's got to come back for it to be a good game. Oh, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. And, cybernetic. Uh, cybernetic Johnson. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they brought him back in Halo Wars 2. As a Do mech. they really? Yeah. Do they really? Yeah, he's in a mech suit. It's not what? canon. It's not canon. Oh, but, okay. Was it like a DLC um, thing? Yeah. <laughs> they could still do it, though. They could do the exact same thing. I wouldn't care. It doesn't matter if it's canon. They should just make back. Halo Sergeant Johnson. I would buy that game. <laughs> It'll be like Halo two and a half. Yeah. What was Sergeant Johnson doing the whole time? Mm-hmm. I would like it. Or how he escaped the Halo ring. I would totally buy that game. They could make that like a, a Tomb Raider style game with Sergeant Johnson at the lead <laughs> and like a whole bunch yep. of quick time events. Mm-hmm. I'd still buy it. Yeah, what else do I want to say about that? Uh, just release date, gameplay footage. And also a confirmation, although they keep saying it, it's going to be on Xbox One as well as Next Generation. I want them to like have the game come out 
and like with the Xbox logo, Xbox One logo, just to officially confirm that. Halo Infinite for 2020. <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> okay. So are you ready What's for yours? the next one? Mm-hmm. So like three E3s ago, whatever the E3 was when the Switch came out, we saw Shin Megami Tensei 5. Mm-hmm. And then radio silence ever since. Nothing. So I would like to see something about Shin Megami Tensei 5 because supposedly that's coming out to the Switch and the Switch only. Mm-hmm. And it looked pretty slick, but I have yet to see it. They're going to officially confirm that it's dead. <laughs> that's actually the uh, longest running Atlas franchise is really? Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. That's actually what spawned the Persona series. There was a game called Shin Megami Tensei If, and that came out on the Super Famicom and the PS1. Oh, wow. okay. And oh, that, nice. was, that, was the, that was the spin-off title that launched the Persona series. Like All of the SMT games were like adults in a post-apocalyptic world. Well, then Shin Megami Tensei If, which came out in like late 90s, early 2000s. No. No, early 90s, because the first Persona game came out in 96. So you would know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so uh, If was basically, instead of doing the post-apocalyptic setting, they did a high school. And the whole game was contained in the high school, which is how they got to the Persona series. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the first Shin Megami Tensei, which was actually just called Megami Tensei, which is based off of a Japanese uh, literature written in the 70s or 60s, um, which is essentially, uh, they believe that the technology is bringing the devil out. (laughs) That was the whole premise of the story, the original Mm -hmm. story. So the original game is called Megami Tensei, and it's just a first-person dungeon crawler RPG. And I think that came out in the 80s. That was was officially the first... uh, Megami Tensei Mega Ten series game. And then the third or fourth, whatever one if was, launched the Persona series because after that they said, let's do another high school game. Okay, we call it Persona. I learn more and more about the series every week. (laughs) So Shin Megami Tensei 5. We're only on number 5 of the entire series, by Mm -hmm. the way. There's two Megami Tensei games, and now we're up to number five on the Shin Megami Tensei games, which is essentially a reboot of the original series, calling it something different and not following the original literature at all. Okay. That's like, confusing. <laughs> it's based on it, but it's not the same. Um, the real Megami Tensei continuation would be Digital Devil Story, which is like the devils in the computers. Hmm. Same idea. <laughs> Which they've launched several of those. Those are more similar to the original literature. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Let's see it, Atlas. Show us what you got. I probably still won't buy a Switch for it, but show me what you got. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take it away. All right. So my third one is Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I want to know more about the game when it's coming out. Um, yeah, I guess I just would like the more information on the game. I know very little about it, but it's from CD Projekt Red, so you know it's going to be pretty high quality. 
Well, that's like The Witcher and what else? The Witcher. I don't know if they. I don't know if they made other games or not. I don't either. If it's in the Witcher engine, which I think they use Unreal Engine, I'm not positive. If they but, do, it um, looks like nothing else, nothing else in that engine. Well, you can fork it as much as you want, right? You just pay for the license to use the base engine, then you do whatever you want with it. All right, so the last game I'm looking forward to at E3 is Fire Emblem Three Houses. I think they're going to show stuff about it since it's coming out shortly after E3. And it may be the final deciding point for me to get a Switch. Okay. I have liked right. Fire Emblem since it first launched in the United States in 2003. Better. And even, <laughs> after, even after that, I did go back and play the patched English versions of all the Japanese games, and I love those too. Okay. I have played every Fire Emblem except Fire Emblem Fates. And I refuse to play it until I get the special edition copy with all three games on one cartridge. Because I'm not going to buy two separate games and DLC. I'm just going to buy one cartridge with all three games on it. You got your last game. Oh, it's Avengers. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they announced an Avengers game coming out. And they're going to actually like officially announce it and show some gameplay footage, hopefully, uh, during E3 this year. I'm very excited. They, they've been making this this Avengers game for a long time now. I believe they had a teaser in 2017. Or it might have been last year, but I think it was 2017. Will, what E3 announcement would blow your mind if it happened? All right, so I have three. <laughs> <laughs> One, Halo what? on the Switch. I would buy the Switch today. Um, <laughs> you mean yesterday? Or yesterday, yeah. I would make a time machine specifically to go back in time to buy the Switch. <laughs> um any Zelda HD remake, so like Skyward Sword. I think um, Skyward Sword would be the only one you're gonna see. Yeah, I would. The thing is, I realize this is never gonna happen, but it'd be really cool if they did a triple pack: <laughs> Skyward Sword, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, all HD on the Switch in one package. That would be sweet. Actually, you know what's way more likely than that though is Metroid Prime Trilogy mm, on the Switch. I, I feel like they did they not announce that? I think they did. No, they announced that it was in the works, and then okay. they they canceled the release date because Metroid Prime Four is not even close to coming out. Okay. And then my last thing that would blow my mind, and I think it'd be really sweet, is if they announced a Kotar Three, Knights of the Old Republic Three. I was gonna say, why that, don't you define that acronym? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would that would be awesome. So have you actually <laughs> played through one and two now at this point? I have not played. I've not beaten either one, but I've started both of them. They are fantastic, aren't they? Mm -hmm. They're really good. It took me a little while to get used to the, like, the combat, like how you have like. It's uh, different. It's yeah. different. It's not like live action. You actually like have the different actions that you line up, but. Yeah. So. What about you? Things that would blow my mind or make me buy stuff, you know, open my wallet and say, "Take it, take it." Um, a Persona Two Duology HD remake or a Persona 3 Definitive Edition HD remake, because right now there's no Persona 3 Definitive Edition, mm -hmm. preferably with an extended ending where they save the main protagonist from becoming a door. Became a door? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Hodor all over again. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's, it's basically like the same storyline as Hodor. 
is oh, uh, the Persona 3 protagonist. He's holding back the, a demon from taking down the whole universe. So he becomes basically the door that prevents the demon from getting out. Oh my god. And uh, without giving away too many spoilers, what I would like to see is an extended ending where they have the... So they've already got an extended ending in Persona 3 Fest, which is like short for festival and something okay. like that. It's basically just an enhanced remake of Persona 3 already, but it was on the PS2. It's like that original versus definitive edition they do with every single title yeah. in the series. There's Persona 3, then there's Persona 3 Fest, and they're basically the same game, but Fest has got more stuff going on. Kind of like okay. how Persona 4 Golden has more than Persona 4, mm-hmm. and the Royal's going to have more than Persona 5. I feel like they should just stick with one name for that, so it's not so confusing. <laughs> then they'd have to give it away as DLC. <laughs> okay. All right, I get it. Game. I get it. Yeah. So what I would like to see is Persona 3 HD Definitive Edition with an extended ending on top of the already extended ending. Yeah. Wishful thinking, okay. <laughs> to finish to finish the dang game. Mm-hmm. It's right now, in my opinion, it's unfinished. Anyway. That would blow my mind. Or if they did a Fire Emblem 7 HD remake, that would literally make my whole year. I would I would buy a Switch, I would buy that game, and I would play that game probably 10 times. Okay. Because I, I think I played the original version on the Game Boy Advance, like, I think I'm on my 20th playthrough. Oh, wow, okay. I absolutely love that game. It's literally, like, the best Fire Emblem portable game ever hmm. take that fates awakening and echoes and fire emblem six with roy also not as good how many fire emblem games are there in the u.s or in general i guess the u.s ones that we would easily be able to access okay let me think one two eight okay and there's seven non-U.S. ones. So Have you gotten um, those yet? Have you gotten the imports? I've played all of them. I literally played every single one up through the Wii game, which would have been uh, Radiant Dawn. Okay. And that's number 10, because Path of Radiance is number 9, Sacred Stones is 8. So 11 would be the remake of number 1. <laughs> so 11, they did a, a Nintendo DS remake. Of the original Fire Emblem game, which okay. came out in 1987. And then number 12 was a remake of the second half of Fire Emblem 3, which Fire Emblem 3 was a remake of Fire Emblem 1 with an extended second half. It seems chapter. to be like a, a pattern with some of these Japanese games. <laughs> So they remade the original. So they made Fire Emblem Two, which is called Gaiden, and it sold very poorly. So they said, "How can we sell more Fire Emblem?" So when the Super Famicom came out, they said, "Let's remake Fire Emblem One." <laughs> so they literally only released two different games, and then they re-released Number One again. It's like, oh my what? god, oh my god, all right. But they extended it, so they made a Book One and Book Two. Book One was the original game. Book two is the continued story. So if you already played the NES game, all you had to do is say, nope, I'm skipping book one, I'll play book two, and that's it. Mm, okay. And then you could just play the second half. 
So at least they said, all right, if you've already played this game, just play book two. That's good. Is it is book two the same length as the first game? Basically, yeah. Okay. So it's it really like is like you've gotten two games. Two games for the price of one. Yeah, okay. So then when they when they remade that game, because they basically remade Persona, or Persona, Fire Emblem 3, which is the two two versions of the game, but they only did the first half, which is the original, on the DS. They did that. They gave us that version in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Well, then they remade the second half of Fire Emblem 3 and released that on the DS as well, but they only released it in Japan. Oh, my. I hate when they region lock games like that. Oh, man. I mean, there's people that made translated cards of it. You can you can get access to a copy of it, but... Yeah, but it's always nice being able to just buy the, like, the real thing, you know? Legitimate copy, yeah. Anyways, so that's that. I, a lot of the series I like have done HD remakes because they were never released in the U.S. Like, for example, Fire Emblem Echoes, which came out in 2017, is a remake of the 19, 1989 version of Fire Emblem Gaiden. And by the way, Echoes is by far, because I've played Gaiden, is just better in every way. I don't care what anybody says about the original game. The 2017 version just blows the second second game out of the water in every way. It tells the story better, it develops the characters better, it plays better, and it's very accessible to everybody. So it's not so, just like an HD uplift. It's actually like a they they completely redone. made it better. It's like the definitive version of the story. It's it beats every version of Fire Emblem Two that ever came out. Okay, so I hate using that term like, too because definitive now is basically just a HD remake or like all of the DLC. No, no, of the game. So a remake. You're talking about a remaster. A remake is, and in like from the ground up. Bare bones, rebuilt, redone, retold, upgrades, enhancements, everything. The whole shebang. Mm-hmm. That's what Echoes is. And it is by far my favorite modern Fire Emblem game. Mm-hmm. Modern being from 2010 on. I mean, it, it blows every game out of the water I've played since. Awakening doesn't even come close. Fates, from what I've seen, doesn't even come close. Echoes mm-hmm. is just better. Okay. They, what they did was is they put a guy in charge. Uh, this is a cool story, so I'm going to tell it. Yeah. The guy the guy in charge of producing Echo is one of the lead producers. Um, originally played Fire Emblem Gaiden with his dad when it first came out on the Super Famicom. Him and his dad played through that game, and shortly after or during, I don't remember which, his dad passed away. So for him, remaking it was like, it was like, the love of his life to build that game. Mm, okay. He had so much passion to redo it because of the memories he had with his dad that it it showed very well in the gameplay in the game. Like you, you could just tell it's just by far and away it was it was a uh, work of passion to remake that game hmm. for this producer, and it it comes out so well. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm sad about his dad passing, but I'm glad that. And the, it ended up it, in a good game. It was basically an homage to his dad. I mean, it, it was to capture the memories he had with his dad. It's why he wanted to be part of that group. Because the original guy that created the Fire Emblem series, I don't know if I told this story there, but this will probably get cut out as well at some point. But uh, the guy who made Fire Emblem left the series after 
Fire Emblem Five. So before it came to the U.S., he was already gone. So the first five games were under, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he left and formed his own company and made games like Fire Emblem. So guess what Nintendo did? What did Nintendo do? They took him to court. (laughs) Of course they did. And they initially won. No, they initially lost. No, they won. And then he went, he appealed, and he won. But they had already lost so much money fighting Nintendo in court that they only ever released two games. And that was uh, Terraing Saga and Berwick Saga, which are extremely close to Fire Emblem games, but not quite. Nintendo was concerned that him releasing those games would make everybody think that was the continuation of Fire Emblem because Nintendo did not have a continuation for Fire Emblem ready to go. Mm Mm-hmm. Because after Super Nintendo came N64, and there are no Fire Emblem games on the N64. Not one. Hmm. There was one in development. Since the lead designer left midway through that development, it never got finished. So the guy who took over made the Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem games. Okay. Well, that's a topic so for the N64 Classic. They should bring that unfinished game and release it but just like Star Fox 2 I don't know how far along they were with it to be honest with you they they may not even even been close there was some gameplay and some screenshots shown at E3 like 1998 1997 it was going to be not a launch title but like a first or second year title for the N64 okay so anyways I digress (laughs) what pickups have you had recently i've been extremely lame lately so i've only gotten one game uh which is the ultimate spider-man game for the original xbox that weird oh that was for the original yep huh it's good i like it (laughs) see i've got uh spider-man for the gamecube and i like that one quite a bit actually like based off the movies yeah spider-man one or spider-man two or both uh, just one. Okay. I guess twos are a much better game, but I have one. It is. Um, and then my recent pickups, uh, I picked up both of the Persona 4 Arena games, Arena and Ultimax for PS3. I already had them on the 360, as I talked about in a previous video, but I did go ahead and get them on the PS3, so I got to complete my collection. <laughs> Whatever. What are you going to do when you get all of them and they don't make any more Persona games? But... They're already doing more. <laughs> I, I fully expect them. You to can't be like, even fathom that question. You're like, but they're no, they're gonna keep making them. No, I, I fully expect them to make a Persona Kart Racer next. Okay, All <laughs> like right. a Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to like run over demons or something. <laughs> no, you'll be like uh, riding in a cart with your Persona on the back, like Mario Kart Double Dash style. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, and then uh, Persona Q2 is coming out very shortly. I have that pre-ordered, so. Okay. All right, well, take it away. Death Stranding, topic number okay. three. Well, I didn't know what that game was going to be before the trailer, and I was kind of confused by the concept because, you know, the first teaser video we ever had was uh, Norman Reedus holding a baby covered in dust. <laughs> so I was like, what the hell is this? And then now I've seen the trailer. It's nine minutes long about... And I'm more confused. I don't know what's going on in that freaking game. So 
Um, there is, you know, Norman Reedus seems to be the main character. It seems to be like a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, it looks like there's some kind of storm that's killing animals. Um, and then there's a cool, like, futuristic bike that he rides around on. But there's also, like, this weird thing, like, they're going, like, ghosts, there's ghosts or something, but they live in, like, a parallel hmm. dimension that's, like, bleeding over. Um, or they're going into the Oh, past. it sounds like Fringe. It's weird. Um, you seen, have you ever seen Fringe? I've seen a couple episodes. I haven't seen the whole thing. So, um, without getting into too many spoilers, there is like an alternate reality that they're fighting with in Fringe. Yeah, sounds yeah. sounds kind of like that. Sounds similar. However, for them to be able to see this alternate reality or these creatures that are bleeding over, but it looks like people from like World War II in some cases, it's weird. Um, they attach a baby in a little pod to their like to their stomach, it looks like, or to like a gear on their stomach. And the baby can somehow sense it. There's some weird crap going on in that thing. But it's so weird. And it's from Hideo Kojima. Uh, Kojima. Kojima? Goodness, I can't believe I messed up my Kojima. name. I am going to pick it up just because of that. Because it's weird. PS4 only. I know. I'm going to get the PS4. We already talked about this. <laughs> There's so oh, many yeah? games now that I... Yeah. It's going to be my uh, gift to myself after I get my first public publication. I was listening to it. I didn't really watch it. So and you see the baby born? No, I just saw a mech suit. Oh, I didn't see a mech suit. So the, there is a baby that is born in the beginning of the trailer. But it's like I don't know in what the I womb, watched. And it like, it's like sucking on his thumb, and it goes, thumbs up. And then that's how it starts. It's like, what? <laughs> I, guess, I guess I must have watched... Uh, I must have watched something else. I mean, there could have been, there could might be other videos with mech suits. I mean, I would not be surprised if there's mech suits in this game because there's like a whole bunch of craziness. And the trailer is directed by the guy, the game director. Um, so there's multiple endings, but it keeps going. It's very weird. I'm gonna see if I can look it up real quick and see if I can find the mech suits and make sure I'm not looking at the wrong game. Yeah, see, it looks like a mech suit. Yeah, so I think the suit, there's like some kind of storm or something that if it gets on them, it kills them, so they wear these suits. Yeah, it's like a mech suit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I'm not, I don't quite remember seeing that, but again, I was so confused, I could have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I remember seeing. So maybe I was looking at, I might have been honestly thinking about Titanfall when we initially talked about this. Okay. Oh man. Anyways, uh, so the last topic, Super Mario Maker Two. Take the way, Nintendo. Chris. Nintendo has decided there will be no friend lobbies for Super Mario Maker Two. You will only be allowed to play with random strangers, and that's it. So protect your kids. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, Nintendo has decided no friend multiplayer lobbies for Mario Maker Two. You can get the code for your friend's maps, similar to like a Wii friend code, where you could like mm -hmm. link up on Mario Kart and Super Smash Bros. and whatever other games exist for the Wii that had online capabilities. Uh, Pokemon something or other uh, Battle Stadium? No, I don't remember. Pokemon that was like Battle Tournament, oh, but that was on Wii U. Pokemon Battle Revolution. Okay, that's what it was. Um, that one, you know, it was basically like friend code. So you can download your friend's maps and play them on your own console. 
but you cannot link up with them online in a lobby and play together. Mm-hmm. At least not right out the gate. I imagine if Nintendo is smart, they will launch a casual mode so as not to impact the ranked mode and then mm-hmm. allow friend lobbies to happen. I just feel like that's a no-brainer. You think they would have this launched right? that way? Yeah. I just don't understand. Uh, just for shout-out Spawn Wave for uh, bringing that up today because that's where I found that out. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so. even if they just launched with just a casual mode first and then the ranked mode, I feel like that would have made more sense than going right. ranked only. But, you know, Nintendo is notorious for not launching multiplayer correctly. Mm-hmm. Which Clicks. is why they're going to bring Xbox Live to the Switch. <laughs> Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah. Laggy as I'll get out. Buggy as I'll get out. But um, they're going to put Master Chief in it. Super Mario Party. Yeah, right. <laughs> Super Mario Party. They limited the amount of multiplayer games you could play online. They limited the ability to play online. Um, just seems like they, they just don't know what to do with online. And Splatoon 2, though, they did that one okay. But uh, the other two that I mentioned, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. One more random idea. Master Chief and uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> And his, like, the super they can get, you know, he can get, like, the mushrooms and stuff. He can throw the plasma grenades at carts and they stick to them. <laughs> yes. So you're going to put the halo into uh, into the Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. He's going to ride a mongoose. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be perfect. <laughs> Maybe in Mario Kart Go. Did you no, see that? I, yeah, I'm not going to get that. Mario Kart <laughs> Mobile. I think that's yeah. a great idea to make it ton of money off people who yeah. don't know how to don't know how to save money mm-hmm. they're gonna make a lot of money on that i'm sure oh like... yeah i'm chris and i'm will and we will see you on the next krill cast We're good. We can keep that in. So, anyways, I'm probably not even going to put this in the podcast. Okay. (laughs) Maybe in the outtakes. Um, That's not what we talked about. I said that. I would buy that and switch. Okay. Well, you heard the joke about uh, where Nintendo Lebo came from, right? Mm -hmm. All the unused Wii U boxes. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible, but probably true, honestly. (laughs)